0: What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too ridiculous or weird in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stauffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision, coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome.
1: Hello, hello, welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. I am wh- I am host number one, weird thing one, Megan Solito, and weird thing two. Hello, hello, hello. hello. I want to be weird <laughs> thing one. I'm going to
2: fight for that position. Hi, everybody. This is Suzanne, and I am weird thing one, and host <laughs> one, and I have my co-host, <laughs> Megan. Weird thing number two. Wow.
1: Okay, you had to bleed out now. Uh, Mel, remember that, that was first it. That's all I got. That was all. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Go okay. to town. You just, you just <laughs> want to be number one. All right, sweetie, you can be number one. Thank all you. right. <laughs> and we have uh, our special guest. Gypsy Jen Halterman, actually joining us for a Gypsy Adventure on the Road. How cool is that? I think hey, she's Jen. at like some crazy truck
2: stop, even. Like, she really <laughs> is on the road. <laughs>
1: uh, yes, in fact, Jen, would you come on and say hello to the people? And I want uh, I want you to share with the people about the no-rules trucks you're in. Oh, hey, everybody. It's so good to be with you. Thanks for bringing me on. <laughs>
3: Well, I came to this wonderful truck stop because I figured it was the best place to do an interview from the road, and I walked in, and I realized immediately I was in a very luxurious, magical place where everybody is free to show up exactly as they are. They're accepted. There's no judgment. So pajamas are allowed. A business suit is allowed, and teeth are optional. (laughs) Fabulous! I felt very at home in my, you know, gypsy
1: clothes. So I love this place. It's magical. Woo Yes. So uh, that really brings up, you know, one of my my thoughts for the show is is really about, you know, how are we defining magic and how can we undefine it and how do we want to define it and I like teeth optional, you know, as a definition for magic. You know, no magic equals teeth optional. <laughs> Well, think I about know. it this
3: way. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes the most magical thing of the day is when I take my bra off. So I <laughs> like places where bras are optional, too.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. That's so awesome.
2: Wow. Yes, I don't that, even know no. what to say in this moment.
1: This Our is... producer says, do I hear teeth? Op- Did I just hear teeth optional? <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how you doing, hon? Oh, I'm good. Number one. I'm good. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, have to,
2: yeah, I have to give people a heads up because mm-hmm. Jen and Megan go way back and they are just completely crazy, both of them. And so <laughs> yes, I am just going to give that as a qualifier uh, because me, I don't believe that magic equals teeth optional. I'm just saying oh. that for the record. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> but I do okay. appreciate I do appreciate that you are an awesome uh place where you can just be yourself.
1: I can get on board with that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The more <laughs> that we can just be us, the more mm-hmm. magic will move through. hmm I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm all about that. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about um, undefining magic. And mm-hmm. the reason is, is that Suzanne and I were um, talking before the show and we looked up the definition for magic and it was horrible. It was abysmal. It was about cunning and trickery and it's like, oh, no wonder like, nobody talks about magic or it's poo-pooed so much. It's like it's become this thing that is... is is related to an illusion.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and not just
1: illusion, but
2: also deception, right? Uh-huh. That it's yeah, not that even was real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's mm-hmm. deceptive.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, if you consider
3: now anything that can't be proven and have an actual set of steps to go through to prove how it came to be, that falls in the category of magic and you're deceiving reality
1: hmm wow yeah okay yes, does so that feel light yeah. or heavy guys Ooh! <laughs> so remember when something feels heavy there's a lie attached so everything you've misidentified and misapplied magic as that it isn't can we uncre- enjoy that please yes yes right wrong good bad pot and pock all nine boys shorts and beyond so all the projections expectations separations judgments and rejections that you have on magic what it is what it's going to be what it used to be can we all uncreate and destroy that please yes 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 Yes. right wrong good bad pot and pock all nine boys shorts and beyonds and luckily i have my trusty etymology dictionary which is super fun and one of the things that i have um noticed Uh, just really in the last couple of years is that the things that represent people's personal potency and power tend to be discredited the most. So the five books from the Bible that had to do with, Hey, you know, you have the power, you can walk on water, you can do all this shit that got taken out of the Bible. Um, the word weird which actually really originally meant supernatural powers and abilities got made a bad thing and I, and here we are looking at magic noticing that how it the the definition of it got twisted over the years into this negative thing the original definition in etymology of magic was the art of influencing events our, uh, sorry, The Art of Influencing. Sweetie, I can't read your writing. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> we did it. We did your writing so it could be read. Oh, my gosh. That is
2: crazy. My writing is so much better than yours. Okay, okay. I'm just okay. going to read it read then. You read it. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Art of Influencing Events and Producing Marvels Using Invisible Natural Forces. Mm. I like
3: that how much better. funner
1: is that? Does it feel like, guys? mm mm-hmm. Mhm yeah. let's let's read it again.
2: <laughs> so magic, the original the original definition of magic is the art. that's what I love too it's 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 the
0: art it's an art of, form.
2: yeah, it's an art form. the art of influencing events and producing marvels using invisible natural forces. So that includes like tapping into the spiritual realm and divine and angels and all kinds of stuff, invisible natural forces. Like
1: that is pretty vast. Hmm. Absolutely. And for me, Matt, the definition of magic includes, and, and one of the things that I want our audience to really just open up to is, like, what is it for you? Like if you were to let go of all your other definitions, what you think it is, what you think it isn't, like, What does it feel like to you? And for me, magic means that there's like this almost, I kind of give it as a universal waiter. Like my sister uh, had this experience of being flown by one of her billionaire clients in a private jet this last week. And she was telling me about this experience yesterday. And it was like at every step of the way, there was somebody waiting to say uh, this way, ma'am. Uh, here's your silver platter, ma'am, here's this, go this way, you know, and it's like I kind of feel like this invisible force is a support, is like a support in waiting almost for us to request, for us to ignite it, for us to uh, take the step, take the action into it. And so there's a, a, I would add the word support to my definition of magic.
3: Mm, That's nice.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's a universal waiter, you know, and I, mine is in, <laughs> in shorts and just a tie and like a little like uh, vest with no sleeves. Um, I'm noticing it's male at the moment. <laughs> <Maybe I'm... laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So any noodle, any noodle. I don't know. So... This might be news. <laughs> so, um, I wanted to I mean, Jen is I wanna talk a little bit and, and maybe ask her about her experience of like kind of denying magic and coming in because almost all of us had an experience of denying our magic before we claimed it. And and I think it in part because it is discredited so much. And I mean Jen is one of my most magical magical buddies like we talk about time travel we talk about all kinds of shit that if somebody were I think if somebody were to listen into our conversation at certain points they (laughs) would have put us in the loony bin a while ago but you know (laughs) like that (laughs) I mean that's what I love is like we you and I have always been a support and a space for anything goes like what are you exploring right now not oh that's weird, but like oh that's so cool. Like, and mm-hmm. uh, and we just really play off that energy. There's such a lightness for me when I talk magic with you.
3: Mm, thank you so much.
1: That's the best introduction. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's the truth. It's really the yes, truth. It is. So I. I want to know, like, when you first realized that there was magic in you, in the world, and and how fast before you went, oh, shit, (laughs) that's not okay.
3: Well, I can remember being little, like, little, little, three years old feels about when it was. And I can remember playing with things across the room without touching them and seeing them move. And I can... Remember all of these things in the crib and being in the crib and having toys move to me. And I did that nonstop. Well, at the time that, and I remember it clear as day, I was laying in the bottom bunk, I was about six years old, of the bedroom I shared with my older sister. And there was this little guy sitting at the chair at the bottom of the bed. And he was just sitting there. He wasn't scary at all. He wasn't. Really anything, we were talking, talking, talking. And my sister told me to be quiet. And I said, well, I'm talking to my friend. She said, you don't have any friends. You know, Jenny, go to sleep. You're going to get us in trouble type thing. And then he started talking to me, and I, I was being quiet. And he was getting more insistent that I would talk to him. And because I was trying to pretend that he wasn't there, like, oh, wait, you're going to get me in trouble type thing. And my parents hollered at me from the other room. And so I went in. Said, what are you doing? Why are you talking, Jenny? You know, you're keeping everybody awake. Blah blah blah. And I said, well, I'm talking to my friend in the room. And I can remember my dad actually saying, that's not true. You're lying. Mm-hmm. And I got in trouble for lying. I didn't. It didn't even matter that I was talking anymore. Now I got in trouble for lying about my friend. And I can remember coming back to bed, crying, and looking at my friend and saying. You're not real. And he mm. did a sad face, and he was gone. Oh, Sad. know, it was very sad. That's the saddest story I've ever heard. <laughs> it was very sad. And, you know, it was not until 2010 when I started really getting into my magic and owning it and people started talking about guides and what guides do you have that I was sitting one day in meditation just saying, okay, guides, who's there? And he showed up, and it was like the best reunion ever. Mm. I cried. I was so happy. And he has just hung around now. He's always there, and he's a little mischievous, and he likes to tease me, and he's a little bit of, kind of one of my wingnut guides. And But I realized that it was me that told him he wasn't real, so he went away. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I'm oh, so really everywhere about, exactly. oh, I'm that I, I know. So everywhere that anybody has ever told your guides that they're not real and you felt them go away, call them back. They will come. Mm. <laughs> oh, they really will. Yay! Yay!
1: <laughs> you know, Jen. I. I've, That story is so poignant to me, like, because I feel like we're all magic. I feel like we, before we put on our computation, conclusionary, linear hats, (laughs) um, you know, I think that we all had experiences of magic or felt that energy of magic. I mean, I think that's why little kids show all about magic, because they freaking know that it exists. You know, and then we go through a, a time of having it made wrong. And that's why it's really interesting because, like, I think about magic and I think, oh, my gosh, if I saw a show about magic, I would so tune in. But it's very interesting to see people's, like, they discount it because we're using the word magic. It's discounted in business. It's disca- that word is just discounted. And it's discounted because it's continually discounted, like, every step of the way, unless we were lucky enough to have a magical parent that that encouraged it. And so, you know, um, Suzanne, I I know for you, like part of your magic is seeing the truth. And I know that it was really made a horrible thing in your childhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: so I always had this ability to just see people and to kind of see what they were not saying, you know, like, um and to really see where people were in alignment and when they weren't and so i would just i would say would say what i saw and um that didn't go over well
0: <laughs> because,
2: uh, uh, because this world is really made up of half truths and we uh, you know it's really about kind of um putting a persona forward a lot and so there's all this kind of secret stuff and secret pain and I would see all that in my family. So I remember um, saying, I was probably about eight years old and I remember, oh, there's a little bit of an echo that's kind of distracting me, so hopefully that will go away. But um, I remember telling my mom something that I just saw that was true about her and she turned to me and she said, Suzanne, uh, you can be so cruel cool with your words. It was really devastating because I was just seeing, I was just saying what I saw and it was actually meant to be love. It was actually meant to be of a, a service and um, I'm not sure why she received it that way but it definitely turned off my voice and I definitely did not... Uh, say what I saw from that point on and I was like the fly on the wall that would watch uh, people and not say anything. Ouch. Can we do a
3: clearing clear? about everybody that quit using their voice because they were shamed for using their voice, please?
1: Yes, Lise. Okay, so uh, anywhere that You have made shame more vital than truth. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. And anywhere that you were shamed and then shamed yourself for your voice, your truth, and your magic, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Woo the loonies have been let out now <laughs> <Yay>! Welcome back <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Woo Wow Yeah I mean I don't know if people listening could feel the heaviness that we just was happening on air just then, right? Because even as we're doing a show on magic, we're getting to step through our own barriers and coming to another level of clearing and healing and claiming just doing this show it's not like oh yeah we're magic and we flaunt it all the time it's like it's funny like my sister was having this anxiety attack yesterday and i was, lay down i'm gonna put my hands on your head and good things will happen Like, I just, I don't, I'm not even, at this point, I'm not even saying to her, like, oh, this is the bars, and da, 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 and you'll have this great experience of, like, I don't even, like, say, go all the way with saying magic that I'm capable of in my family system still, right? And so, like... I want everybody to understand that it's not like we're all like flaunting it everywhere we go. We're in the process of reclaiming it, and we want to invite others to play with us and to claim more of theirs too.
2: I love. Mm-hmm. Can I share what Rioa said in the chat room? It's so awesome. And if you guys aren't in the chat room, come to the chat room. Go to a 2 zenfm dot fm, and uh, there's a red bar. Across and it says chat room. Click on that and you can come and talk to us. There's lots of action um, back here that, um, that we we bring into the show, but it's like being in the back end of the show. It's super fun. But you know, it, uh says, When I was about four, I was in trouble in my room and I remember seeing Jesus in my room or who I thought of as Jesus. And I was so excited. I went out to tell my mom. And she said, That's great, but you are in timeout. You are in timeout. So go back to your room. <laughs> go back to your room.
3: <laughs>
1: Jesus will have to wait because you're you're in timeout. So I guess that meant that Jesus was in timeout too. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Wow. That's so she can laugh story. about that now, right? So that's great that she can laugh about it now. But, you know, following the rules was way more important than, you know, talking to Jesus, apparently. Wow. <laughs> that's
3: impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can I can I share my definition of magic right here? Because I really, I, I feel like my perspective is even l- a little bit different than Megan's perspective on magic. Do you mind?
2: Mm-hmm. Go
3: for it. To me, magic is anything and any part of a thing I can't define or explain. Mm. So, when I let go of how something's going to happen Mm -hmm. and it magically Mm -hmm. happens, it's because I let go of trying to organize and, and have that illusion of control over something. And so, to me... When I say magic, it applies to anything that I don't explain. And, and not too long ago, I posted something on Facebook about what a magical day I was having. And somebody said magic with a question mark. And I said, yes, everything is magic because I don't have to know how it works. And it started a discussion, which was great. But it, it what it did was it showed me how clearly people in my life Every time I said magic, they were discounting it, or they wanted me to put it in a religious connotation and call it a miracle because it came from God. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm talking about if you want to call it a miracle, and I call it magic, how come it has to be labeled different? So that's great. That's fine. But for me, anything can not be explained that I don't have the how and the scientific equation to put it into place. I just consider it magic. And to me, what happens underneath the hood of a car is magic. Why?
1: Because I don't know all the pieces, parts. Mm -hmm. How has a freaking freaking airplane gets off the ground with how (laughs) many thousand tons up into yep. 30,000 feet in the air. Are you kidding me? That's total magic. And I think sometimes people think because there's a scientific explanation that it's not magic. Uh-huh. I think science is magic, actually. Like some of the stuff... Yep. That we can, The fact that I can be... hold a little silver box in Copenhagen and I be in the middle of a training, I can text you, Jen, in Texas. Yeah. And it's instant. Uh-huh. That's freaking... That's so magical.
3: Yeah, and I think I would is. say
1: I would add to your definition just because you can explain it doesn't mean it's doesn't mean it's magic either. It, that doesn't yeah. mean it's not magic, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like for me, I think that that magic um, begins with a request. It begins with a question. It begins with curiosity, even if that curiosity is maybe not fully conscious. Have you ever had something show up and it's like, you know what? I've been asking for that, but I didn't even know I was asking for that. You know, so sometimes the request is conscious. Sometimes it's it's like, I, I remember this moment after college where I was out looking for jobs, and I was seeing what was available, and I was looking at being in a cubicle for 50 to 60 hours a week. <laughs> and I was like... Oh my God! If that is my life, if that's going to be my life, I want to die now. Like I, I, I like literally got on my knees and I said, God, you bet there better be something better here for me than this, because this is not, <laughs> no, this is unacceptable. You know, and and you know, in, in that moment, you know, it was like I was sort of considering it a God force, but it's that invisible mm-hmm. energy, that invisible, unexplainable energy, and I said, please show me what I'm here to do because it can't be that. I know it can't be that because my heart was so heavy going into every single interview. Like it was, it was just like, Oh my God, I can't do it. And literally within two weeks, I was from that moment, I was basically on my way to rapid eye training. Within two weeks. And it, I mean, rapid eye is the weirdest shit you ever did see. And I'm like, I don't care how weird it is. I don't fucking care. Like, (laughs) I don't want to be in a cubicle. And I think sometimes that was an answer to something that I I felt like I'd been asking deep in my being for a long time, but not consciously doing it until that moment of like, no. (laughs) I love that. So I love that because um, to me
3: it feels like something that until you find the note you don't realize you had a yes mm-hmm. yeah. to something else and it can be a surprise it can feel like a surprise and are you know because it didn't make sense or or you didn't plan it are you gonna discount it or deny it to me that's part of the magic of life leading with life to me includes receiving everything everything that comes your way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, and and understanding that the sometimes what feels like chaos, what feels like a wrongness, is actually the creation point, sort of trying to express itself to us. It, and for me, it's like that moment of like this like, oh my God, this can't be my life, that heaviness, that, ah, was the thing that really pushed me to say no, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, and really, for me, claiming the magic is also in part about following what feels light and saying no to what feels heavy.
3: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: Oh, my gosh, you guys. I'm so distracted because there's so many
2: people in the chat room. And they're like, Jen's <laughs> like, groupies. It is so Adam. groupies? Yes, she oh, has groupies. There's Angie and look- Sherry and Crazy Marsha and Llama
0: Lady. Llama Lady. <laughs> <Lama laughs> I love Lama that name.
2: groupies. Jen's <laughs>
3: groupies. And Shirley. road, people. <laughs>
2: i I am so excited i'm like holy wow they even have awesome names jen like how is this even possible how did you do this this is magical Mm -hmm. it is magic because i taught them Mm
3: -hmm. not to be afraid because i wasn't afraid to go crazy
1: (laughs) cool yeah I love that. And just so that everybody in the chat room knows, Jen doesn't have access to the chat room today. So if you want to ask her a question specifically, Suzanne and I are keeping our eyes on the chat room and keeping Jen a boob instead of a breast of the chat room. (laughs) She's going to be a boob of the chat room through us today. (laughs) Good.
3: Keep me a boob, girls.
1: Yeah.
2: I will keep a boob. Yeah, yeah. They're saying they love being a groupie and that groupies rock. Yes, <laughs> they do. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, I love well, it. Well, I think I it's it. all – I think, you know, Jen, and like, you know, Jen, you've given me this feedback before about the being the Pied Piper and how my play is really magical. And I think, Jen, it's like I think when you've got that energy of play – and Pied Piper, and it's like people follow. People tend to go, oh, because they're following lightness, right? And so they're, mm-hmm. you know, they've followed that all the way into this chat room. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> well, you know, how, love, better than that. how does it
2: get better than that? So what I'd love to do is um I'd love to take a break and then come back and talk about how if you are in that place of not knowing what your magic is or being really separated from your magic, like how do you bring that into your life? So I'd really like to talk
0: about that after break.
1: And also in broader
0: sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place. Where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career where we can have either lots of time and no money, or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word, word. and. And. Simple? Yes. Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. And. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. <clears throat> this is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613 800 8736 Or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. and gmail.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Welcome back, everybody. This is Suzanne uh, with my lovely co-host, Megan, on Love, Life, and All Things Weird. And we have an awesome special guest, guest. Jen. Jen. I Hello here.
3: <laughs> I am so still here and during the break I posted a picture on Dan Halterman now on Facebook of exactly how sexy I am.
2: Woo! Keeping it real. <laughs> I yeah.
3: love it. There was a question about my sunglasses. I made sure to share.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Jen. And you're at the truck stop. I'm sure. So there's that lovely background, you know, right?
3: Oh, yeah. So it's
2: going to be good. Everybody has to check that out. So uh, before (laughs) the break, we were talking about magic and really how we have to undefine magic, first of all, because it's been correlated with all this weird stuff. And then how Mm. everybody gets to choose their own definition of magic and, you know, what feels light to them? And before break, I asked you all to start thinking about, you know, have you claimed your magic? You know, have you um have you repressed it? And do you know and like what are some steps to opening up the magic in you? So that's what I'd like to kind of discuss. And maybe I'll kind of turn that to you Jen, because I just, I judge you as um such a magical being. And, you know, I think that you claiming your magic really inspired me in some ways to claim mine. And you've been talking about spirit guides and fairies and crystals and all of this awesome <laughs> magical stuff since I've known you. And sometimes I would look at you and be like, she is the weirdest person on the planet. So, like, how... <laughs> How would you suggest our our listeners uh, claim their magic when it's been such this kind of scary thing? Well, the first thing you
3: got to do is realize that the fastest way to lose your magic is to judge it. So know mm-hmm. where you're judging it. And I would actually say before I go further, let's do a clearing do clear the judgments we have about magic the judgment specifically about magic, because that is the fastest way. In fact, my experiences when something would happen, and let me give you an example that hopefully people can relate to, and that is gypsy adventures. For me, I travel a lot, and I prefer to travel on the road most of the time. And so I would be driving and doing this gypsy adventure, and I would be time warping. Now, to Mm -hmm. me, that's not foreign. I do it all the time. I know I do it. I don't know how. It's magic. And so I would be time warping. And if my passenger starts trying to, quote, figure out how we time warped, like how the hell did we go a 100 miles in that map? It doesn't make sense. Ben, what did you do? What did you do? The moment their judgment came into my space, if I would say let it go, just let it go and let it be what it is, the time warp would stay in place. If I allowed their judgment to affect me and my molecules and how I viewed what was going on, something always shifted, Hmm. always. And what that would look like would be a slowdown of traffic. It could look like a, you know, suddenly we're in a construction zone and we would literally magically, with reality's intervention, lose all the time we had just warped. Hmm. And so to me, that judgment is the first thing to do. So that's my suggestion is let's do a clearing about judgment around magic. Who's willing to do?
2: Yeah. So everywhere that you have judged your magic or judged other people's magic, um, let's uncreate and destroy that. Yes. Yes. Yay! Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyonds, and mm-hmm. I, there's something. There's another one there too. Like yeah. um, also, like I would say, like uh, everywhere that you've bought into the collective consciousness of what magic is and what magic isn't, and the cynicism I would say around magic, let's uncreate, destroy that too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right yes. and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyonds. Yeah, because like. Uh, I think there's there people are so magical and people are actually waking up to their magic. You know, that's what I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I call I call my clients that are still hiding out, um, I call them muggles and they're like mm-hmm. secret they're secret woos, right? And I used to be a total secret woo. I was an accountant, like you mm-hmm. know, doing all this magic <laughs> with numbers. And like, uh, and I was totally using my magic, but I was in the accounting world. It was just so straight-laced and I was a closet woo, right? So now I really coach a lot of people that are closet woos. And, um, Mm -hmm. I, I lovingly call them muggles, but it's like, okay, they're waking up. We're all waking up to all of these new capacities and talents and gifts and magic. Um, that is in this reality and beyond this reality, and people are kind of like, uh, uh, at least some of my clients are, get a little bit scared because they're just like, mm-hmm. well, I, you know, I, I, I saw this like figure in the room, like I think it was a ghost, and I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, shouldn't I be scared about that? Well, no. Like, what does this right. ghost want to say to you, right? So it's like, um, it's happening. All around, people are opening up to that, Um, but I think it's such a new conversation that people are kind of scared, and they're kind of scared to talk about it openly. Absolutely, and that's why I think that it's important for things like your show and
3: my show, Lighten Up With Jen, and people who are willing to show up in the world and say, look, I don't think this is weird. Mm -hmm. I just don't. You can come talk. You can show up. You won't be judged here, I think that that is a very good first step is to find that space where somebody says, "Okay, so you're seeing spirits and and help you clear the judgments in the way of that, first of all, so that you can not buy into being scared about it. you know i've I've seen dead people. It's been an ongoing joke. I just would tell people, "Yeah, I see dead people, and they laugh." They didn't realize it was true. And then, you know, some clients would be open to it. And then other people, I would just ask about somebody and they'd look at me like, how do you know that? What are you doing? What are you seeing? And I would share. So the more I did that, the more I did it with clients. And I did it when it was safe. And I did all that. And then, to be honest with you, you know, seeing dead people is something you can keep hidden. And I could pretend to be a muggle about it until it was my own daughter. You know, when my daughter and her entire family were killed, And my gift, my ability to see dead people suddenly made that horrific, painful experience something that I received comfort from. Why would I deny that gift a second longer? Mm -hmm. Like that broke my give a damn on anybody judging me so quick. Mm -hmm. And I really came to this place of I don't care if anybody judges me. I'm not going to deny it, and a lot of people have contacted me about having visitations with Kelsey or Garrett and Sage and even the dogs, and to come to me and feel safe to say, you don't think I'm crazy, do you? I'm like, no, absolutely, I don't. I love this story. Please tell me if they ever come and visit you again, because I'm open and welcoming to it. So to me, how do you reclaim it? Tell your life you're ready to see it or hear it or feel it, whatever your gifts are, whatever avenue it's going to come through. For some people, it's nature. You know, I've got somebody in my life, my beloved, actually hears the garden talking to her. She hears nature speaking to her. She can hear music coming through her. She says, I don't know what this is, but I've got to play it. And she'll record it. And then she'll just say, I don't know what that's for. And she will receive the gift and then allow for the words or the follow-through to come through when it's ready. But being able to be magic in whatever way it comes to you is part of it. Just tell your life, literally. Like I'm not going to tell you there's some big special thing you need to say or do. Instead, simply tell your life, I'm ready. Show me where magic is all around me so that I can stop denying it. Because Mm -hmm. it's your denial of it that keeps you thinking it's not there.
2: Well, I love that so much. And when I was listening to Being You, Changing the World, he talks about reclaiming your magic. And he suggests, like, actually um, getting a magic journal and starting to write down these things that we do and these things that happen in our lives that are actually really magical, Um, And I can't say that I actually went out and bought a journal, but I did like start jotting down. I know, of course, Megan did.
3: (laughs) Of course you did. So did I, Megan? (laughs) Yeah, she's the queen.
2: She's the queen of journals. We have about 500 in this house. Um, Yeah, so but I remember like looking back on my life and looking back on my childhood and recognizing these periods of time, these moments of time. That I had completely discounted or forgotten that were actually so magical. Like really cool stuff like, um, knowing that a truck was going to come by and stepping off the, off of the road back onto the sidewalk and pushing my brother back so that we weren't hit by this truck and knowing that it was mm-hmm. coming before it was coming. Right. So things like that, like being completely lost in the woods and looking up into the stars and seeing this star. That actually took me back to my family camping area, right, so all of these moments when I was little, that I was actually super magical, connected into you know this play or whatever it was, um, that was so amazing um, and had completely discounted or forgotten about that, so I would suggest to all of you to try that it 's so fun, like magic is fun. Yes,
1: it is. <laughs> yeah, Keisha, our yeah. producer said A- acknowledging our magic allows our lives to be enchanted, mm-hmm. and you know I like, and it's the it's the primary principle of the universe. What you focus on expands. If you want to, if you want to make life hard, look for all the places where magic isn't happening. Right, mm-hmm. it's like if if you start looking for where the magic is, and acknowledging it. You will see more. You will cultivate more. It's like having a practice of magic. It's it's interesting because then there's this other sort of faction of people that's like, oh well, I'm magic now, and they don't think that it there nothing is required for that. Right. It's like anything that you want to be better at, we need to practice. We need to cultivate it. We need to nourish it and nurture it. And so, you know, if you think about sorcery and things like that, I mean, that was very intensive study over a long period of time to get better and better and better at it. Yeah, we all have magic and we have to say yes. And like you say, Jen, like, you know, ask your life to show it to you. Then it's up to us to now cultivate that like you know people for years like my family stuff is like I take take all these damn trainings you know it's because I'm cultivating my magic and what's really cool is that I can create things out like step one step two step three step four right and all the stuff that people do to make things happen in this reality I don't do a lot of those things it's kind of like actually Angie commented in the chat room today it's like you cut you're you're the you're the uh a uh, perfect example of build it and come, right? And I mm-hmm. really do have that that way of being, but I've been practicing magic for 20 years. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. I, I think that, that we have to practice it. And I, I just wanted to be the, the voice for that. I, I've been uh, unavailable for about 10 minutes. They took me into the green room. I don't know if I was like bad or what happened, but I got taken to the green room, boys and girls. And I, I think that my dad blew out my, uh, my audio over here. So I got taken to the green room, but I am not.
2: But I think the green room Good. is magical, isn't it? It is magical because you can put whatever you want on the screen.
3: <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, I want to speak to that practice, okay? Here's, and here is my twist on that, and that is if I were to walk through, say I'm walking through a very crowded environment where everybody is talking all at once, all right, and it is a bunch of strangers speaking all at once. Nobody stands out. However, if I'm walking through that same environment and my son whispers my name, I hear it as crystal clear as if we were completely in a silent environment and he was speaking to me. Why? Because I have a relationship with that voice. So create a relationship with the voice of your magic whether you know whatever form your magic comes in it really doesn't matter you know i do more magic in the kitchen some people have been calling it intentional cooking for a long time why because i recognize the voice of the spices and the seasonings and the and all of the additional concoctions that i create in the kitchen i recognize when it speaks to me so get create you know see it as not something burdensome if oh i gotta do this practice when will i do enough hours is it a ten thousand hour thing before i become good at this no drop that label of it being hard instead see it like a relationship a wonderful love affair that there's no burden getting to know the voice of your magic there's nothing to fear there's nothing to judge this is a relationship that is worth you know cultivating and nurturing like you were saying if you see it as a burden, that's a choice. If you see it as a great love affair, that's a
1: choice. It's Get the funnest know the thing voice I do. Of your
3: magic. Yes,
1: it is <laughs> for me I, too. I'm telling you, right. I do it. Like nobody has to tell. Me to go practice magic, Megan. Does it, right. Do you have to do that to me, huh? No, never. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just play. To me, magic is play. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. for me, it's about being in the play. It's about what else is possible? What can I create here? What would be fun right now? And that, to me, is it's like, that's also a way of calling forward magic. It's not just, there's that direct form, right, that you're talking mm-hmm. about, Jen, which is, hey, mm-hmm. life showed yeah. me my magic. And then there's like, anytime you ask a question, guys, you're accessing magic. How easy is that? You know? Curiosity. Sure, see what happens. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, let your curiosity lead the way. That when when we say lead with magic, I honestly the best way for me to lead with magic is lead with curiosity. Don't get wrapped up in judgment or hows or shoulds or any of that. Anything heavy, I lead with the lightness, the curiosity, the questions. That is magic.
2: Hmm. I love yeah. that. That is so simple, but it's so profound too. And it's it really when you have that kind of curiosity, and you know that that kind of playfulness in your life, it doesn't matter what's happening. You anything can be magical. Any like going to the grocery store can be magical. Going on a walk in nature and opening up to the magic of nature can, you know, be so amazing. So it really just takes this uh, idea of really thriving to a whole new level. And I love, love, love that.
4: Yeah.
1: So so our producer is asking how people can find or play more with Jen if they would like to. So I know that Jen is coming to Salt Lake City. In fact, that's why you're on the road right now. And I'm so excited. I don't even, I don't know how long it's been <laughs> since I've seen you. But you've some fun play happening in Salt Lake City. Yes. I'm very excited to come to Salt Lake and
3: I'm actually coming and doing a music and story event, and it is the magical story of relationship and transformation and just choosing into life and, and that vitality. And so Monday night in Salt Lake City, and if you want more information, you can go to Facebook forward slash Jen Halterman now, and there will be information there. You can also go to my website, everydayessence.com. One of the things that I have done, especially for this audience is if you go to my website, there's a Schedule Now button. If you click on that button and you go to the Schedulicity, you click on my name and you say, I want to make an appointment, you will see an introductory phone call with me at 30 minutes where we can just talk. And if you got something you're stuck on, if you have a question, if you want to play, if you want to share a story, if you want to share your magic, you haven't told anybody yet. That's what that sign is for, and I, I'm offering that up. So go to my website,
1: com, and let's talk. How easy is that? <laughs> Couldn't be easier. So We have only two minutes left, and I'm wondering um, – oh, wait a minute. They also wanted to know about your radio show. <laughs> <laughs> my radio show? Uh-huh.
3: you blogtalkradio.com is where I'm currently hosting a show. It's called Lighten Up with Jen. Go look it up. It'll also be on my website. So lighten up with Jen. Let's lighten up. <laughs>
2: we love it that our producers help us to promote you, Jen. We love that. <laughs> I, love that.
3: I love your producers. Because,
2: <laughs> you know, we're not so good at promoting us or anybody else, apparently. So. <laughs> Well, we just That's get true. having
1: so much fun, oh, I know it's true, it's totally mm-hmm. true, yeah, <laughs> so I would love to um initiate a magic challenge to engage some. Type of magic today, specifically and intentionally. And I'm wondering if you girls would like to mention one thing. Let's invite our audience to do that, too, because we've got two more weeks this month where we're going to be exploring and going deeper with magic. So let's uh, start the ball rolling. What are you going to do, ladies? Gosh,
4: this magic. is so on the
1: spot. Oh, my ah. gosh. Oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I you would like
3: magic first? with I would like magic with bubblegum ice cream and marshmallows. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> fantastic. As much magic wants to come with bubblegum ice cream and marshmallows, my way, I'm in.
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, we've got 20 seconds before our uh, advertisement comes on, hun. What do you got? Um, I would like,
2: gosh, I don't know. I would like magic with my body. I would like Mm -hmm. to feel really magical in my body and feel like my body can do things. I didn't even know it could do (gasps) so fun. Nice. Okay.
1: We're going to break. Bye everybody. (laughs) Bye everybody. Thanks.
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening to love life and all things weird. Megan and Suzanne will be back next Wednesday at noon. Eastern standard time, 11 a.m. Central 10 a.m. Mountain and 9 a.m. Pacific on A tozen.fm. Be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of and and claim your marvelous, magical life.